0: In this episode of Lead That Thing, we continue our series of personal transformation. My guest today is Nancy Calcell. I talk to her about her story of personal transformation, the role of positive psychology, and how she's helping others transform through her course, Getting Real. My name is Aruna Krishnan, author of the Busy Mind series. A trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. Nancy's a certified professional coach, business consultant, facilitator, speaker, and author. Like many women, she has a story of transformation. And this is what she
1: shares with us today. For me, transformation kind of has come in stages, right? You know usually it comes from being stuck or you're um, you're wanting something different in your life, right? And the interesting thing about me is that um, it, well on the if you've ever looked at the like a disc score, right, under the disc um assessment, I'm a high S and a high C, which means I love stability and you know having everything be laid out consistency, right? And I'm very, and that's a very natural talent for me. Um, and so, for me, I have, I've have, I've had that a lot of my life. And what I didn't realize is how much that was really stopping me from living, you know. And as I'm, I've experienced various points of transformation. I'm starting to see that that when I actually do my best transforming is when I get outside of my box, I get uncomfortable and I let myself really be exploring and get curious and see what is going on in the rest of the world. So that's kind of common phases, you know, and when I get in those kind of moments of what, what is it really that I'm looking for? So I, I think you started with, you know, that the five hours and that, you know, reflect piece. And I'm just like, yeah. It, and it seems like whenever I get curious about that and I do that reflection, I think, oh my gosh, there's something more for me. What is it? And so giving myself that time to really, you know, sit with, why have I made some of these decisions? decisions. And what do I like about this? What would I like to see different? Uh, So I've done that in a couple, couple different ways. Um, I really didn't learn how to do that probably until about 15 years ago is really when it started showing up for me. Um, And that was when things started to get a little topsy turvy in my professional career. I had always, um, you know, I kind of climbed the corporate ladder. It was the thing to do. And with my generation is, you know, just get in the door and then keep going and going. And I'd been with the same company for 26 years. Um, In the last five years there, there was a lot of change because we were going through mergers. And I learned a lot about myself, and where I was strong and where I wasn't and, um, and why I would cover up my vulnerability. A lot of times covering
0: up our vulnerabilities comes in the form of denying our weaknesses or being afraid to do new things, that fear of failure, the fear of getting out of our comfort zone. This in effect prevents us from figuring out who we really are and our true potential. I asked Nancy to explain how that played out for her.
1: Really where it showed up for me and and how it showed up is that you know, I, I was very successful. And, and that was great. And what I built my success on, though, was other people believing in me. And so, you know, when I started my career, I, um, I was following the footsteps of two of my sisters who worked in the same company, and they were good at what they did. And so gosh, I'm their sister, I must be good too, right? We've got good work values in our family, Right. And so that's how I landed this job. Right. And then I got in the door and, you know, did, did a lot of the right things. You know, of course I, you know, it was partly that I do have strong values and I did have good work ethic and I'd loved to learn and I wanted to grow. Right. So I had all those things, but what happened is somebody else saw them in me and kept, which was wonderful. I'm so glad I had that support. Right. But they kept prompting it out of me and you know like encouraging me to well here this is a good project for you and i would just keep taking on projects right but what i didn't realize is that i was doing the projects because somebody else believed i could do them not because it was really what i wanted to do or maybe what i was even best at but if i took the projects i could prove myself i spent a lifetime really of proving myself i'm number seven of eight kids I was proving myself that I could be as good as they were, you know, um, those types of things. Um, and so that's, a, that was a big part of it is I didn't have to be vulnerable, because I had this network of people who believed in me. And once I was, you know, put, not really even put in a position, but once I started figuring out that, you know, I'm I'm really not being who I am, I'm really not loving what I do. I loved a lot about what I did, but I didn't love really who I was doing it. And so um, once I started to kind of step back and look at that, then it kind of came down to, well, who am I? And why am I not showing up using that? And so the vulnerability piece was me realizing that that the, having somebody else believe in me wasn't as powerful as having myself believe in me. And as soon as I started doing that, I could, I could become more vulnerable. There's so many themes
0: there with what Nancy said. First, living by other people's standards, living by what others expect of you, living by what others tell you you're good at. Instead of really searching for what is meaningful to you, and what gives you joy the moment you stop to recognize and realize what your true potential is it puts you on a path to happiness nancy then talks about the exact turning point for her life
1: you know the taking the leap for me it was when i took the leap from okay i was with this company 26 years and now i'm no longer there And that was a very comfortable place for me to be in because it was a place where I was supported and, you know, grew a lot. Um, Now, all of a sudden, it was like, I'm in totally new territory, right? I have a brand new team to build. They don't know who I am. They don't trust me yet, you know. And so then it became, now this is the real me showing up because I didn't want to have, be behind any of those facades or be, be building um, something that was somebody else's. You know, I was starting over. And so it was more about what was, how was I going to show up? How was I going to lead? What did I want to do to bring out the best in others? It's, a, it's very uncomfortable. Yet I didn't feel uncomfortable, which was so ironic to me. I felt like this was an important step for me,
0: Nancy talks about how she worked in corporate for 26 years and she'd been doing things the same way. And change after that many years can be a challenge. Personally, my change came after I was 35. So I asked Nancy to explain how to go about change when you're
1: so used to doing things one way for an extended period of time. So I actually had a boss one time who said to me, you know, we we were having open communication about what was working for me in our relationship and what wasn't. And his response to me was, well, I'm 58, so it's not likely for me to change. Okay, it's not like, these are like old habits. And I remember like just looking at him and thinking, okay, so you've given up already. Like, you don't think that this can get better, right? Which was really the impetus behind me saying I'm ready to launch and go out on my own, because I'm a huge believer, and we can grow, and we can get better, we can change our, um, you know, our habits and our paths. And some, uh, so you know, some of that I've gotten from just be, doing it myself, helping others do it. But I really, actually, have have spent some time studying positive psychology and how our brains really do have, you know, the, yes, we have these neural pathways and they've been passed out for us through every one of our experiences before we get here. And you can change those paths, not overnight, you know, not not without practice. It's like everything else, but there are, are muscles you can use mental muscles you can use to shift your neural pathways, and you can change. And it's so enlightening when you start to see it happen. Because it's so important that we allow our past be part of where we're going, but we use it to frame how we want to move forward instead of stopping us from moving forward.
0: Nancy goes on to talk a little bit more about positive psychology and how she learned about it.
1: Really what started me on my positive psychology journey was um, the book by Sean Aker called The Happiness Advantage. And I just, um, there was something, first of all, I love Sean Aker because he talks fast, he thinks fast, he reacts fast, he tells stories, and they're funny. And yet, He's got the scientific facts behind it, and um, so that was really where I, what I, where I started my journey. And um, from there, I went into you know st- doing some positive psychology studies. The Flourishing Center is a great resource for understanding positive psychology. There's more of it available now than there was even just ten years ago. So you know you can look up positive psychology right here. UW Madison has. Um, I think it's called the Greater Good Science Center right on campus, you know. I asked Nancy to
0: explain the definition
1: of positive psychology.
0: Positive psychology
1: is, is basically how to remain focused on where you're headed and and understanding that your past has shaped that and then using those learnings to navigate how you want to move forward with it. Um, and so that's why I talked, I mentioned the neural pathways, which if you're not from people aren't familiar with that term, it's really just, you know, our whole life since we were born, right? These things that have happened, experiences have happened, have been ingrained in us and often subliminally we're using them. We don't even know that we're tapping into them and don't even know that we're using them. So the study of positive psychology is all about how can you be aware of those thoughts so that you can intercept them and move to your true inner wisdom. And then, you know, and it's building basically the self-command muscles so that you can do that. So you see it happening when it happens, you stop and you shift and you move forward. And then that's what helps to, uh, they call it neuroplasticity, when your brain can change and adapt to that. As we've discussed in previous episodes,
0: change starts with mindset. And positive psychology helps you get there. Nancy talks about one of her struggles with her inner critic. So being able to rinse out the bad interactions was something she felt very comfortable with, but she talks about how she struggled with her
1: inner critic. So I've been a natural rinser of other people and other things. But what I wasn't was my own mind. And that inner critic got worse and worse and worse. And I called it the drip. It's like there's the faucet was always on. It was just dripping and dripping. So what I've learned to do is to say, there it is again. There's the drip, (laughs) you know, (laughs) recognize it. And then now what do I want it to be instead, you know, or how can I use what it's telling me? to support Mm -hmm. me instead of stop me.
0: I also think about the inner critic as imposter syndrome. Being unable to recognize your true talents, it really takes intentional efforts to acknowledge what you bring to the table, acknowledge your strengths so that you can actually bring your whole self to any situation. Next, I asked Nancy how she's helping other people with transformation.
1: So I it it was so refreshing when I read your five R's because I'm like, Oh, there's so much overlap here with what Aruna just said. And, you know, what I support people in. I have my process for coaching and my transformation coaching, I use a process called get real or the real process. And RIL stands for reflect. Oh, that sounds familiar, huh, Aruta? <laughs> so, you know, reflect and then empower. Uh, I also sometimes use the word engage as the E. Um, and so that is about that, you know, being being really listening to yourself and empowering yourself and doing that rinsing and that kind of restart, right? Right. And then um, the A is for act, taking some action, and also acknowledging and, you know, really being aware of the action you're taking and being intentional about it. So and then the L is for live. And also, sometimes I say listen, because it's so important to pay attention to what our bodies and our minds are telling ourselves. So when you're listening, then you can go back and you can, that's the repeat. Now that it goes back to reflect, you know, and so that's really um, what I've been trying to build into my daily life so that I can help others do that in that their, their daily life.
0: Nancy talks about how her real process helps
1: clients get to their purpose. So that's what I try to do is help people break it down into, you know, start with a piece and build on it and what resonates with you most. That's so important that you're doing it from your own intrinsic internal values and um, experiences and not what somebody else tells you to do. So that's really where um, I support my clients the most is understanding their why behind why they're choosing what they're doing. Because we can so quickly go do it because somebody else thinks that's what's best for us instead of what we've chosen.
0: Nancy also talks about how she relates to my book, Lead That Thing, and how it relates to her course, Unleash Your Inner Leader.
1: I wanted to mention too, that I really see, you know, your, your whole concept of lead that thing and leadership and what you've learned, you know, with the different leaders you've been exposed to and, you know, your three C's that you mentioned earlier. And so, I actually, I've just launched my new program called Unleash Your Inner Leader. And it's three modules. And the first module is the real you. And we spend two months diving into this who you are at the core. What are your values? What have your experiences been? How do you use those moving forward? What are your talents? what do you really want? And why, you know, all those things. And then we move into the real you in business because it's really hard to be a leader until you know who you are at the core. And I, you mentioned that in your book and your leadership lead that thing book. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, because, and, and if you don't know it, okay. It's one thing to, to not know it, but then you could also know it and forget it as you're going through these motions of all the activities of how you're supposed to lead or what your company expects you to do, right? And so it's about always staying aligned. You know, you will sometimes have different beliefs than your company has. But that doesn't mean you can't align your beliefs in a way. But it's again, making a conscious decision about how you align your beliefs to what the company's beliefs are. And and then the third module, actual, actually goes into the real you in action. And it's like, okay, keep your, you know, keep yourself at the core. How does that work with your company? And now how do you take the risks and the challenges? You know, accept the challenges you need to do and take the risks in action for to get the most value for yourself and
0: your company. Nancy leaves us with her definition of freedom.
1: Feeling at ease. And things are flowing. And when I'm doing those things, when I'm following my heart, and when I'm patient to let it arrive, and when I'm persistent in sticking to it, now i found my purpose, and to me that's freedom. Nancy
0: beautifully ties freedom with passion, purpose, and persistence. It comes down to being able to do something that's meaningful to you, And something that you enjoy. Join me next week when I'm joined by Italina Kirkness, an online presence expert and speaker. She shares her journey of personal transformation and the challenges that she overcame. Stay tuned by subscribing to Lead That Thing or by joining the community at optim-strategies.com Until next time, leave that thing.